0: This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio.
1: You're listening to RNIB's Insight Radio. Autism charities across the country have joined forces to launch a new campaign designed to improve access to facilities and service for people with autism. The Connect to Autism scheme, which is funded by the Department of Health, aims to work with national and regional organisations across a range of sectors, spanning retail, entertainment, sport and transport in order to help them become autism friendly. Just what challenges do people living with autism face and what can we do better as a society? To talk more about this campaign, I'm joined now by John Philipson, who is the chair of the Autism Alliance and uh, one of the champions that have already signed up to support the cause, actress, author, and businesswoman Jane Asher.
0: Hello to you. Hello, Simon.
1: Now, first of all, John, could you set the scene for us? How does autism actually manifest itself in someone living with the condition? Well, it's um, it's a
2: set of differences about the way that people perceive the world, how they communicate, how they relate to other people, and how they uh, that they can be. Uh, have different sensory differences as well in the way that they're seen here um, and all of the senses can be affected so it if you meet um, one person with autism really you've met one person with autism it affects people quite uniquely um, and that's why we're encouraging people to be to give a little bit of time to have a to, to give a little bit of thought to how they can adjust the way that they work to help and support people with autism in the community on a daily basis.
1: Does it leave People living with autism then feeling very uh, isolated.
2: It can do. It can affect uh, people in it because of it can affect the way that people communicate with other people. Um, it can leave people feeling isolated. But it's such a varied um, difference. It affects people so differently. We've got people who are very able people working in jobs across the community, um, doing a very worthwhile job every day of the week. Highly talented individuals, right the way through to people who will need support across the day so it really is a, a very it affects people very differently
1: and i think we tend to think of children um, manifesting autism but we we perhaps forget that it's a, it's a lifelong condition isn't it yeah
2: we've been doing some work up in in my charity up in the northeast of england with children who are just sort of 14 15 months old and you can begin to see very clear uh, signs that they're on the autism spectrum and we're also working with people through the Alliance who are well into their 60s. Uh, so yes, it's, it's, it's right across the age range and we'll probably learn more in the next few years about how um, autism manifests itself into old age and how, how it interrelates with other things that impact on old
1: age. Tell us more about the Connect to Autism campaign then. What we have
2: done is to try and raise awareness of autism across a range of different organisations. So we have a charter which encourages companies and organisations to raise awareness, to think about making adjustments to the services that they provide and to think about employing people with autism and to look at the, the, the benefits that that can give to their company and to the individuals on the spectrum. And currently we've been approaching, as you said in the introduction, national and local organisations and we've had some great support across the piece. Um, And we are working with a whole range of companies providing training into their their staff groups. Um, And that's varied from theatres to football clubs, from from, uh, GP practices to leisure centres, swimming pools. And we're really trying to broaden the range of awareness right across the community to make more services accessible to people and more user friendly uh, as they go to use them.
1: Jane, you're one of the champions uh, network. Tell us more about that.
0: Well, this is a range of individuals who have agreed to help to push forward this campaign. I've been involved with autism for over 30 years now in various different capacities. I've been president of the National Autistic Society for a very long time and a vice president of Autistica and a patron of Research Autism. These are all different organisations that tackle the problems in different ways. But this current initiative, I think, is particularly important. Since I've been involved all those years, we have got, thank goodness, a lot better at early diagnosis. Not enough, there's still a long way to go, but it's better. We have got better at knowing what will help those with autism to function more comfortably in the world and in the way that we support them. Things have improved in our schools and so on. But still, the rest of the world, I think, ideally needs to change to meet someone with autism the other way and this is very much what this campaign is about that will make such a big difference as John was saying autism hits at the root of communication and most of us we neurotypicals communicate in very bizarre ways if you think about it we use tones of voice expressions in our faces strange idioms weird sarcastic humor these kind of things that we do all the time we lie Oh, so many times a day, you know, even if you say, How are you? I say, I'm fine, even if I've perhaps got an ache or a pain. It's, we just do it without thinking. And these things can be impenetrable to somebody with autism, very misleading very obscure and often very frightening and also as John said the sensory problems. There are sounds that we take for granted and don't worry us that to somebody with autism can be excruciating and even visually I remember one girl at a school saying to me that if she tried to make eye contact with somebody it was like having daggers pierced in her eyes it was actually a physical pain when she met the eyes of somebody else so all those things they're very hard for the rest of us to understand but they of course affect desperately the way that someone with autism uh, meets the rest of the world so this campaign hopefully will go some way towards making the rest of us just that bit more aware and things like I mean GP surgery signing up you know that's essential why hasn't that happened you know a long time ago the one place you go for help if you're a stressed parent you know there's something wrong with your child and you take your child to a surgery and the child kicks up screams misbehaves and you're made to feel oh my goodness I shouldn't be here you know this is terrible if there's one place that should understand about the problems of a young child or an adult with autism it surely should be somewhere that concentrates on health and that's just one example you know there's such a long way to go but I really think this will help
1: I saw a theatre production fairly recently that uh, was designed to encourage. Uh, parents to bring children with autism to it so that they could actually take part they could shout out, they, they were encouraged just to be themselves and it seemed like a fantastic idea that.
0: Exactly it's wonderful isn't it and I feel very proud that my profession in the, in the theatre has been one of the first to do this and there are now quite a few theatres and cinemas having relaxed performances you've got to remember though you know it's so complex because I, I was talking to one parent about this and she said yes well that sounds terrific, as John was saying everyone's different, she said for my my child the idea of a show where the young children are running around screaming and shouting and making a noise would be just the opposite of anything he could tolerate <laughs> yeah. you know his autism means he is hypersensitive to noise so it's there's no one answer for everybody but it will go a long way towards helping the majority of those with autism
1: And I suppose, John, the fact is that if we're more aware, we perhaps make less snap judgments to those of us that are ignorant of the condition.
2: That's right. And one of the things about this campaign that I think has been really successful is the ability of people involved from from the charities to work alongside people in a theatre or in a GP practice and look to see how they can make a difference, a real difference... In their, in their work environment and think about the people who come through their front door and how they organise things to make their, their, their workplace more accessible and user-friendly. So it's a very, very practical approach.
1: And I suppose, Jane, for parents as well, when when they've got a child that's been diagnosed with autism, they worry about the future for their child growing up, don't they? So oh, it... of course they do, yeah. especially,
0: as you were saying, as it's a lifelong condition, they worry desperately about what will happen when they're not there anymore. It's one of the greatest worries, I think, for the family, those with autism. And we are, I mean, there is more now research going on, as John was implying, into ageing and autism, and it's a very, very important question. Because this condition is relatively newly diagnosed and described i mean it's only what 50 odd years since well i was i remember when the nas the, the national autistic society was first formed it was known as the organisation for psychotic children you know <laughs> that's wow. only, yeah. yeah and that's only 50 odd years ago so it, it's relatively new and so the number of people Aging with autism that we've been aware of, of course they've always been there, that we've been aware of is is relatively small. So that's a big, big issue. And yes, you're so right. I mean, the more that the rest of the world can accept those with autism, then the less terrifying it will be for for those parents to think, you know, what is going to happen to my child in the future? And I also think it's, it's very good for all of us to think autistic for a bit, because as I was saying about people with autism tending not to lie, not to use the strange sort of way of speaking that we do, the kind of convoluted idioms and so on, and not to enjoy jazzy surroundings and so on it's very good to think in that way even if you're a neurotypical because it makes you more aware of saying what you mean makes you more aware of perhaps creating a calm environment which on the whole can benefit all of us and thinking in the way that would create the least disturbance in somebody who with autism can make you also think in a way that i think is quite healthy for all of us
1: John, how can we find out more about the Connect to Autism campaign then? Well, one of the things that we have is a website that I would invite people to go to. It's autism-connect.org.uk,
2: and that's um, it gives a directory of services. So a lot of the services who've made reasonable adjustments, who are trying to make their services more accessible, you know, there'll be information on the website for people. There's information about the ca- the campaign itself, and um, there are opportunities for people to communicate. Uh, through the chat rooms and and uh, share information between themselves as well and i think that's a really important uh, innovation as well the the um just the other week i was talking to some parents who really got a lot from just sharing their experiences with other parents in a similar situation and um, so the website's really good um, it's it's not a f- the, f- the only website out there but it's a very good website autism-connect.org.uk
1: John Phillipson and uh, Jane Asher, we wish you the best of luck with the campaign. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.